Well, the video that you are about to watch contains <laughs> diabolical activities. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. Is advised. Amen. <laughs> no, but on a real note, um, this episode here, I, I think it was even, it, it made the devil mad. Um, we're yeah. talking about uh, the devil, demons, and deliverance. And I, I cannot tell you how much trouble we had on this episode. You're about to see. You're about to see the glitches. You're about to see the missing words, the missing phrases, it, which further proves our point. <laughs> because we have been recording this podcast for three seasons and have not encountered anything like this before. So, you know, we, we, we do our best to put out quality. And so we just wanted to definitely start this video out with this disclaimer, but we, we kept it intact the way it was recorded. Cause we wanted to see y'all the, for y'all to see exactly what happened. So you can see for yourselves, because literally we recorded the episode live and none of the stuff that's going on in this video went on while we were recording it. None of it. And usually when we whenever we have a guest on and there are glitches and stuff like that, I'll hear them. I'll know, okay, when it comes to the editing process, I'm gonna have to edit that. Nothing. It was smooth sailing. But as soon as I opened the video, I opened the audio, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So we wanted to do a disclaimer to let you guys know. But at the end of this video, stay tuned because we're gonna fill in the gaps of what is missing from uh, the initial video. So here goes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Truth Reveal podcast, where we host conversations that relate uh, as we reconcile to reveal God's truth. I am your host today, Holly Harris, and I'm joined by my co-host, Latricia Peak, aka Sweet, and April Rivers. Yeah, so today we interrupt the regularly scheduled program already <laughs> in progress to. <laughs> bring an episode that is in line with the season that we are in. Um, last week, of course, we started our mental health episode, and we're going to continue that on uh, November the 6th. So the second part of that will air then. But what we wanted to do is do an episode kind of in line with Halloween. Uh, so, um, and basically talk about the whole, the spiritual aspects of that um, when it comes to demons, when it comes to the devil, that the, that whole topic of discussion, we want to kind of, you know, bring awareness and, and bring information out around it. So what I'm going to do is start off by just giving a brief history of Halloween. If you don't already know what the origin of Halloween is, I got this off of the CBN website to say you folk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, but anyway, uh, on their website, they had that the origins of Halloween are Celtic and tradition and have to do with observing the end of summer uh, sacrifices to gods in Dru Druidic tradition. In what is now Britain and France, it was the beginning of the Celtic year, and they believe that 
Sawan, I think that's how you pronounce it, the Lord of Death, sent evil spirits abroad to attack humans who could escape only by assuming disguises and looking like evil spirits themselves. The waning of the sun and the approach of, of dark winter made the evil spirits rejoice and play nasty tricks. So trick or treat. <laughs> Believe it or not, most of our Halloween practices can be traced back to these old pagan rites and superstitions. Uh, Wicca, which is the official re uh, religion of witchcraft, they feel that Halloween is a real sacred day for those who follow that uh, false religion. In fact, it is one of two high holy days for them. Uh, they do believe have the Celtic belief of the spirits being uh, being released um, is a current belief for them. You know, when it, they were released to do evil or whatever, um, along with the worship of Sawan, the Lord of Death. Uh, they both uh, both are promoted as something that they embrace uh, on that day. So we wanted to kind of dive in to that whole uh, thing because many what what um, I have found and I, I did some research is that uh, more and more believers and and even those who didn't believe or whatever maybe they believed before um, don't actually believe that the devil demons exist. So just mm -hmm. to kind of read off some statistics uh, on that, um, I was looking on the Gallup poll website and they did a poll back in 2016 and they did a random sample of about uh, 1,025 adults. They were aged 18 and older. Uh, they were all living in uh, the U.S. Uh, and the District of Columbia. Um, and so for each of the following items that they read to them, this is how many uh, the percentage of them that, you know, answered this certain way. So they asked them if they believed in God and 79% said yes, 10% were not sure about it. And 11% said that they didn't believe. Okay. When they were asked about angels, 72% believe in them. 12% uh, are not sure about it, and then 16% don't believe in it, okay? And then they go into heaven and hell. 71% uh, believe in heaven, 64% uh, uh, believe in hell, which is, mm -hmm. yeah. And then, of course, 14% uh, were not sure about heaven, 13% weren't sure about hell, 15% didn't believe in heaven, and 22% didn't believe in hell. And so, but when it came to the discussion of the devil, um, 61% believe, 12% are not sure, and 27% didn't believe in the devil. So what we wanted to do was kind of, you know, talk about that whole thing as it relates to the devil and, and demons and the church. And I wanted to ask the ladies like this first question, like, why do you guys feel that more and more Christians or just more and more people in general don't believe in the devil. Kitty, Who wants sweet. to go first? <laughs> Who wants to go first? You go first. I'm gonna know you. Okay, so um, I feel like that a lot of people don't believe in the devil um, because I think we don't want to believe in something bad. When mm. I was in college, I my degree is in religious studies. And I remember in, um, taking like a new modern um, religion class and I wrote a, um, I wrote a paper about the presence of angels mm. and how um, they were doing these worldwide, these worldwide studies 
and statistics about angels and people were giving accounts of what they felt like having experienced angels and encounters with angels and dead relatives coming back as angels and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so my whole purpose, um, I forget what book it was based upon because it was, um, it was a a book um, that I was kind of writing the paper um, about. And I remember distinctly the point that I was making in my paper was that if you believe in angels so strongly, then you have to believe in their counterpart which are mm-hmm. demons. And yeah. so um, I think there's just been a lot of sensationalize, sensationalization, um, sensationalizing, you know uh, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> Help me out. A- around the good, mm-hmm. I think that there is a lack of teaching in our churches when we, we don't talk about those things that are spooky or as some people would say, super deep. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of teachers teaching is taking place about deliverance because if you're going to yeah. teach on deliverance, then you have to teach about the presence of the demonic and mm-hmm. the adversary. And I think just over the course of time, it's not something that's before us and our belief in it just kind of dwindles. And then just mm. the base of, if you've not experienced something, then it's also hard for you to believe in it as well. That's so true. So true. April? (laughs) Well, (laughs) for me, I I believe it's um, part of what I agree with, uh, sweet Latricia, that um, people just don't want to think of evil things, bad things, which is funny to me because, like she said, there sometimes is an O for emphasis on angels and infatuation uh, on the, what you would call the light side of spiritual realm, you know, Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. lightness. Um, Mm -hmm. But one thing I can say, I think uh, people's unwillingness to, I put it this way, you know how people used to say the devil made me do it. Mm -hmm. And we have a generation that says, uh, well, you know, the devil didn't make me do anything. I do what I want. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a, it's like a negative uh, thing yeah. where you say, well, no, no, nothing's influencing me. It's not, you know, there's mm-hmm. no such thing as evil or good. It's, it's what I want to do. It's kind of a weird type of self-worship where sometimes yeah. believing in the enemy would, would have to mean because of the way the biblical definition of what the enemy does is to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, and he also mm-hmm. is also known as a deceiver, um, mm-hmm. yeah. as, as, a, as a father of lies. So that means that to believe in him means that there is something evil that has the possibility of influencing mankind. Mm, and you've got, then you've got to take that knowledge and say, okay, well, if that, that is real, and if that is true, mm. then I have the, I have the, the, uh, a, Propensity or ability, yes, to be influenced by evil, and and then Mm. I got to do be responsible for that. What do I got to answer? Well, then that's that's again comes into my need for God, my need for knowing who He is. And people don't want to need God; they They don't don't want to need anything. So it is very convenient, (laughs) I think, for some to just pretend the devil doesn't exist. That is real mm, good, April. That is good. That is really good. Wow. That's, yeah, I, I That's love good. the way you brought that out. Mm-hmm. To acknowledge evil, in turn, you automatically have to acknowledge God. Because who's yes. going to help you overcome the evil? Yeah. And it's the hope that comes from Jesus. Wow. So, yeah, that's good. That is so true. And I think, too, that was a good point as far as I think there has been trying to stop 
those who who give the devil too much credit, <laughs> in other words. And then there are those that, you know, so I think that in 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 essence, in trying to uh, instead of bringing balance, there has been, you know, a, a stomping out completely and totally of, of his existence, uh, you know, as a result True. of that. So I True. think that was a good point as it relates to that whole I'm in control of everything that I do. And like you said, you know, whenever you acknowledge that the enemy is real, then you got to acknowledge that God is real. And then if you, add, if you acknowledge God is real, then there mm-hmm. becomes an accountability as it relates to my actions and, you know what I'm saying? And that there is a place that I'm going and that I'm going to have to give an account for everything yeah. that I do. So instead of of doing that, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. it just yeah. doesn't exist. So, and then I think too, the lack of exposure, like you were saying, mm-hmm. like, um, and we're going to get into this, um, like the fact that sometimes when you go to other countries, you you see those right. things overtly. Mm-hmm. I, I think here in the U.S., a lot of times demonic activity is kind of yeah. under the surface. But if you go somewhere like Africa or, honey, they practicing witchcraft out in the open. <laughs> they, you know, it's it's overt, but it's like here it's kind of more of a subtle thing. So what do you guys think about that as far as like, because like in our churches, you know, because we're, we're going to go into this a little later. There was a young lady by the name of Jenny Weaver, right, right. Um, and she's a worship leader. And uh, recently we came across her video and she began to talk mm-hmm. about her experiences um, getting into witchcraft. And it started uh, when she um, looked at the movie, The Craft. And she was looking for something to give her direction, to give her answers. And so as a result, she began doing a a lot of the practices that were in the movie and it led to a downward spiral. Well, later on in her life, you know, um, drug addiction, just so much happened to her. If you, I encourage you to go watch it. We'll have it in our um, show notes for you to actually watch it yourself. But I think the video is actually going viral, but a very good video at how she tells her testimony. And she talks about this, about how, you know, in the process of her deliverance from demons, like she, uh, she was a Christian, she had actually become saved. And this is another misconception, you know, thinking that after you become saved, everything is gravy and that there is no process of deliverance after that point. But she went through a whole process of deliverance where she literally had an out of body experience and, you know, saw herself being, you know, saw demons being cast out of her as the the, the, the minister was, you know, call, calling them out. It's almost like she stepped outside of her body and could see her responses to all of the questions that the minister was asking. So it was it was very interesting. But stuff like that happens in other countries all all of the time. What what do y'all think about that? Like as far as uh the lack of exposure that that people may have to that, you know, when they go into churches, they may not see that happening. So it's kind of like, is it real? Is you is you, is you ain't, you know, I think what do you got? uh I'll I'll jump in first with that one. I think Holly, um I think that it's not so much as a lack of exposure, but I think you're dead on when you talk about the subtlety of America, the subtlety of the United States. We can all account of being in churches and being in um, in environments 
where we've been able to identify something is just not right. Yeah. The thing yeah. is that something doesn't get addressed. We just pass mm-hmm. over it. We pass over behaviors. We pass over um, how people act, how they carry themselves, because sometimes it is overt. Like you're saying, it is mm. those the growling, the foaming, those type of physical manifestations. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the cunning, deceptive, divisiveness that takes place within a body that can speak to oppression and depression and possession just as much as the other person being overt about it. So I think it's, I think in, in our nation, it's probably in certain sets, it's not that it's not, uh, it's not taking place. It may just not look the same. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's more subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go somewhere a little left with this one. Uh, oh, okay. I may be go right. Left. Left. I may be wrong. I, I don't know, <laughs> but um, I think it may have something to do with America's look. You know, we have a lot of European influence because you know the settlers mm-hmm. here, colonizers, whatever you want to call them, you know, coming from Europe, um, and then even us as as descendants of African people, we were taught their culture, you know, to operate in America. And I think about the history of that. And one, their uh, European thought of being prim proper, holding a certain posture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A certain mm-hmm. look, a certain mm-hmm. ha- what what is proper and what is improper. Even if you're full of full of the devil. You know what I'm saying? You you know if you oh, if you my. posture yourself a certain way, you look a <laughs> certain good. way. Appearance, appearance is really big around here. Yes. Um and then also you go back to the Salem witch trials and even this is stuff that happened in Europe where people yeah. were mm-hmm. accused of being witches and burned at the stake and because of that type of uh persecution of witches here in America because of the European influence and because it was a catholic protestant you know uh, uh you know uh thing um mm-hmm. they would have to be more underground you know they would have mm-hmm. to to survive you know what i'm saying in in this culture to be more underground um yeah. so i think that may have a little something to do with it that's good too um and, and, good. And, it, and if i'm a demon <laughs> and, I, and I know, and if I know that all I have to do is sit quiet, wear the right outfit. Uh-huh. Ain't nobody to, gonna to, see to me. Stay, oh. To stay in the, stay where I'm at, to, and wreak all the havoc home. I want. Yeah. Then I'm gonna sit still, you know, yeah. and, 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 and until someone like that, like the young lady's testimony, like the woman of God that was like, I know what I see. And she was like, who are you yeah. praying for? You want to pray with me? Sure. Right. Don't know what for. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I, I kind of think that may be some of the reason why we don't see that like that in this country. Um, and mm. then I want to say this too, and then we may get go there, but I think mm-hmm. too, it's stuff that we do see that's obvious. But we, yeah, call, yeah. but we call it something else. Something, something different. You know. Ooh, so, so, so <laughs> we'll call it something else. And instead of de- de- yeah. demon possession, we know how people who are high on drugs and the young lady dealt with that, that, yeah. that, how, how they behave. We know that wanting to sleep with your own child, uh, wanting to, uh, you know, murder your family, then murder mm. yourself. 
We yeah. know that spiritual, that's wickedness. Right. But right. we don't call it that here. Right. We, we just say right. mental illness. Mental illness. <laughs> Everything. Or, yeah. I don't know. They're trying to make up stuff like in a Which exists too. And let, yeah. uh, it is too. But, you know, like they're trying to yeah. make up stuff for pedophiles now. We talked about this. The laws yeah. in this country, the sick crap. Um, mm. that I believe God's going to stomp down in Jesus name and, you know, use folk. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, that kind of stuff where they're trying to create a whole, their own name and group of a special group of people that are yeah. minor attracted. No, that is demons. That is demonic wow. and nasty. And so, so in America here, what we, we, so we see it, that's a manifestation. Yeah. That's not normal. That's, that's not right. natural. Mm-hmm. It is not natural that's for right. a child to be wanting to cut themselves. It's not normal for mm-hmm. a five and eight year old to be saying he see thoughts of murdering his little si- sibling. Or I, I wanting watched, to murder himself. Or murder himself. Yeah, because I, there's an account. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say this and I'm going to let you. I want to belabor this too long yeah. so y'all can get in. But I watched a document a long time ago. It was a 2020 special or something that um mm-hmm. um the boy's father was watching. My ex-husband was watching. And first I was like, oh, why are you watching this? But it was a young girl who basically the family had been torn apart. The, 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 the mama hadn't been sleeping. They had a small baby. The mama and the daddy had to separate, live in two separate houses because the daughter, they were afraid the daughter was going to harm the infant because she would talk mm-hmm. about murder and she wouldn't, she didn't sleep when she was a baby. They couldn't wow. get her to sleep. And then come to find out while she was pregnant with a the child, they went to some Himalayan mountains and got oh, prayed for in this mountain this. with this, with, with, not a witch doctor. They wouldn't call it a witch doctor. This Shaman. Eastern healer. Right. Yeah. yeah. That opened them up with the spirits when she was pregnant with that child. And that child was fully possessed. That demon oh was tearing God. up that family, but 2020 was like doing a story on it. Like, hey, look at this. Isn't, you know. Yeah, because they didn't really know what it was. And that's so. Or they it, didn't want to call it what it was. They didn't want to call it what it was. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. Wow. But yeah, but that that's so good because it's so true. Like as far as that whole, um, you know, when we talk about the subtlety and when we talk about, you know, how, you know, demons do enter, you know, and a lot of times they can enter in the womb and the childhood when you're most susceptible, you know, to those things, you know, the spirit of rejection can be transferred mm-hmm. in the womb. I believe there've been scientific studies to where, you know, that has mm-hmm. been proven or whatever to where if you say, okay, I don't want this child that literally the child can feel those things within the womb and once they're born begin to act out those expressions you know and so it is so important so like you said that is that's crazy Mm -hmm. but instead of 2020 they know what it was so instead of being (laughs) like oh look at this this is interesting watch it this is a good story Mm -hmm. yeah Mm wow wow that's crazy So what I wanted to get into now was the whole thing as it related to, I kind of wanted to shift gears when it came to TVs and movies. And I I was watching a, um, it was a live that I believe what was Psalmist Rain was doing. And she said something that kind of really caught my uh, attention for this episode. She was talking about how she, uh, how people in their minds 
have inadvertently placed the power of witchcraft or the devils or demons over the power of God. Hmm. And I began to think about that. And I was like, you know what? There may be some truth to that. Because when I look at, you know, when we talk about exposure, a lot of people are exposed to things through the media. Mm -hmm. And when I think about movies and when I think about TV and I think about how God is represented it, it really, you know, uh, began to swirl in my mind. I know mm-hmm. I was thinking about that show suite that we just, uh, recently stopped, started, uh, had watched called evil. Cause it was on, evil. Uh, oh yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well in it, the people who supposedly <laughs> had God, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Barely had any power. It just seems like whenever you watch movies where somebody is demon possessed, the demon got more power than the people who casting it out. The demon Am be kicking tail. Demon be kicking no. tail up and down the house. I'm telling you. And then there's another show on Hulu. It's called Hellstrom. I watched that show. In that show, the demons were more powerful than the people who were supposed to know God. So it's almost like if you don't have any exposure, if you're not a believer, if you don't go to church and you don't have any exp- uh, uh, exposure to God and, and to getting to know him, all you got to go off of is what, what you, you see, see that's being presented to yeah. you. Yeah. And so I kind of started thinking about that, of how people could really kind of form that idea in their minds that, oh, this witchcraft and this magic is more mystical and it's mm-hmm. more powerful mm-hmm. than the power of God. And he, we all know that he is the greatest power. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys, you know, think about that? Have, have you sensed that when it comes to some of the shows that you watch and the things you come across? <laughs> Go ahead, April. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I mean, from The Exorcist, which is really before our time when we were little girls. Yeah. But um, from The Exorcist on down, you know, I think I remember saying, the power of Christ compels you. And uh, man, <laughs> that, that demon was whooping, whooping tail. That whooping tail. That little priest. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's not even really a mystery to me. Um, mm-hmm. Hollywood is made of non-believers. Yeah. Now that is not yeah. our. Now I'm not all are. Now let me let me get that straight. No, don't you know any producers watching or any <laughs> writers watching? Hey, that are that are that are lovers of Jesus. But historically, mm-hmm. Hollywood is not a place for Christians. It's not the Christian territory or has not been yeah, that have not. the big studio movies and budgets. And a lot of people, just like we all know, on college campuses. People that were mm-hmm. teaching religious studies classes were the most heathenous, atheist. I thought I was going to my New Testament class to learn a little something about the Lord and get a good <laughs> Not, get not. This man spent the whole, not at all. my tuition money paid him to try to, to make fun of Christ, Christians, be cynical. Like, it is made up of people that want to make a mockery. It's made up of oh, some people yeah. who have given their life knowingly to the enemy. You know, because that's one mm-hmm. one element that we don't talk about, that there are people who are absolutely aware of the devil and have allegiance to him more than the, the, uh, instead of God. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's what, you know, the writers of Exodus had, but, you know, I have noticed that, but I, I know it's intentional. And I know uh, yeah. that the devil is a prince of this air, um, even though God mm-hmm. rules all. And um yeah, I just think it's who who has influence and 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 ability yeah. to, who's writing the story, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think, um, I don't know if I had this conversation with you, Holly, but I know it's, it was more than a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago. I don't, Holly and I are buffs. And so we Yo, we are yes. we are movie buffs, so we we are on it, and I watch pretty much all genres. Um, <laughs> Me too. But I remember there being like this wave of horror movie or thrillers that had nothing to do with anything except for possession. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just everything was centered around some form of possession. Yeah, Annabelle's, The Conjuring, <laughs> and then they started making like multiples, you know, like sequels and trilogies, and you know, of that same storyline, just uh, developing it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking then, like, think that they rolled the wave. But if you're gonna be this stuff aside and different things mm-hmm. in a home and it leave uh leave some of us they they about the backlash of what happens. Yeah. You know, when you make a movie such as The Craft and it's centered around high school girls and insecurities mm-hmm. and things of this nature, you don't and maybe you do, but I don't know if they thought that, hey, somebody's gonna watch this movie and gonna start wanting to be a practicing witch (laughs) right yeah (laughs) um but these are the things that are really these are the casualties of the money the money making industry you know when it comes to movies that some people are more deeply affected because the things that they are displaying on tv and on the silver screen are not just a joke it's not just a movie demons are real they are yeah. And um, if you guys don't know, you know, as far as when it comes to demons and deliverance, a good resource for that is a book called Pigs in the Parlor uh, by Frank and Ida May Hammond, I believe is the name. And in the book, they talk about, you know, demons that kind of give you like insight into it. And they talk about how you know, uh, just like, you know, you know, God has an army, so does the devil. And so demons, basically, they're, they're organized. They, they have rank in darkness or whatever. And so they were kind of going down the list, you know, as it relates to, you know, you know, spiritual warfare. And when they talk about, you know, and they went into talking about uh, Daniel and, you know, how when he, you know, prayed in chapter mm-hmm, 10 mm-hmm. of Daniel and it was held up by the prince of Persia, Persia. that was a principality. Yeah. You know, that was a demon prince. And so um, they were talking about how, you know, there is rank and, and order, you know, because de- their whole objective is to take over regions, is to take over nations and territories, mm-hmm. is, right. is to take over families, is to take over individuals. So there is ranking, you know, in that order, you know, as it relates. So it's a really a good resource if you want to find out more and how to be aware and to guard yourself, mm-hmm. you know, personally. So. But yeah, but, you know, with with that being said, I kind of wanted to go back into, you know, um, Jenny Weaver's video and her talking about her deliverance and, you know, how she was a worship leader, you know, in her church and, you know, was it leading worship and was possessed by demons. So can I go back one one second? I want to talk about, you oh, know, yeah. you, we were talking about the movies and mm-hmm. exposure and Miss Weaver's testimony about and what Sweet yeah. was saying that, hey, somebody will watch this and say it's a good movie. Another person will say, I'm finna do this. We're, we're going to practice this. This is yeah. cool. Especially mm-hmm. the young and the, and the to be influenced. And I just yeah. wanted to say 
part of my own personal life. When I was a child, I was plagued heavily by nightmares. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about, you know, one little bad dream falling off the cliff, even though that's a bad one that I would have a lot. Um, but I'm talking about full blown, I, I'm having dreams so horrible that I'm having a dream and I feel like I'm sitting up in the bed and trying to open my eyes. And then I open my eyes and then I'm in another dream, just like a mm-hmm. some some just the demonic movie. And I remember... Uh, you know, one time I had a dream and I was walking through this museum and it was all these evil things around me. And even like wow. it was a statue of Christ, but the statue of Christ looked deformed and had blood coming out of his eyes. But then I mm-hmm. saw in this place where I was, my great grandmother was in front of me. Now, my great grandma, y'all know about my great grandma. My grandma is great grandma was a holiness, holy woman, praying woman. Now, now mm-hmm. I, I know what the dream means as an adult. I had all this evilness around me, but she was guiding me through because she was praying for me in another place. But yeah, but I was plagued very badly. And I had told my mom, I, I was scared to go to sleep at night. Um, but, you mm. know, being a mama who didn't know no better and the black mama, she was like, go to bed for I <laughs> go lay down. So yeah. but something <laughs> the Lord or she saw something one night where uh, she began to anoint my head with oil. All of a sudden she began to come to my bed at night before bed. And she started, I remember she would put a cross and anoint me with oil over my head. I, I don't know what mm. happened to make her do it. Cause at first she wasn't trying to hear me. And one thing I can say movies and things were an influence of mine. I was exposed mm. to a lot. I don't know how my parents were pretty strict, but I don't know how, I was into the Nightmare on Elm Street. The because yeah, I, I don't know if y'all remember YouTube. Nightmare on Elm Street used to have a, a mini series. <laughs> first yeah, it did. Yeah, it, I, it, 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 I, it did. I used to watch the mini series, and I remember one night I had a dream mm. that Freddy Krueger was in my dream, and he was like telling me to come down to hell. You know what I'm saying? In my dream, mm. like it was. I, I wow. was even though I was plagued horribly, I mm. would still be drawn to watching this stuff you know so what i'm true. saying yeah um yeah uh, but thank god for deliverance because it was it was rough on me as a child and i think mm. that sometimes we don't know how the enemy will enter in because and fear and timidity was a part of my life really heavy as wow. a child um i don't want to get yeah. too deep and take over with that but i just no, wanted to say good. that because we talk about movies and influence and, and yeah. there um, isn't a even unknowingly it may be unknowingly to the writer of these movies and things like that but there's an agenda of a very is. real enemy to, to infiltrate that, yeah and it's that ranking. It's that ranking. And sometimes we don't know that we are being controlled by that agenda. Mm-hmm. We just think, oh, it's 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 art. Yeah. It's, and, it's right. art. And, and the sister no. said it on her testimony. She said the eye gate. I is gate. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. But anyway, go yes. ahead, Holly, to where you were going. I just want to say no, that. No, no, that's good. I think it's good for us to share our own personal experiences yeah. as, you know, that we have had. Like, I experienced, you know, a lot, like when I went to Africa, you know, it, it was crazy over there, my Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not crazy. But, I mean, when you go, when you look at it spiritually or right, whatever, right. you know, um, that, you know, there was a witch outside of our room, you know, chanting. <laughs> there was people who <laughs> were sacrifices. Like, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we we left the church and there was a man who had created a sacrifice just for us and pointed to it so we could see it, you know. And then once we got on the road. What, what, what was the sacrifice, Holly? It was a bird. I okay. think it was a turkey. 
and okay. it was upside down. The eggs were underneath it and it was just hanging and he was just looking all evil. And I was like, what is really going on right now? Wow. <laughs> um, and then once we left the church and got on the highway, it was so crazy because there was a traffic jam that day. And this, this was all spiritual. Y'all it was crazy. We were, um, and, and, uh, what they ended up happening is we, you know, in Africa, they don't, they don't really obey the stop signs. <laughs> it's suggested, but they don't really it's care. suggested. <laughs> but anyway, literally there was a traffic traffic jam and no one can get, could get through one way. So everybody started turning around and going back the, uh, down the one way street. And there was one particular, and, you know, we had to do that as well, but there was one particular car that was flying, just started gunning. It was like, oh my God. And literally right in front of us, they slammed into the, um, what is it? The little, the, the, the median? concrete, uh-huh. yeah, the little concrete median. And one of them, uh, one of their bodies went through the windshield, Ooh. Like, I really felt like that accident was meant for us because they were driving recklessly around us, but they were the ones that ended up hitting that median. And I think that sacrifice had something to do with it, but that's just my, you know, and then after the, but, but of course, you know, when you operate in the spirit of the Lord, there's, it ain't, but so much, you know, that they can do or whatever, but the tactic of the enemy is to bring fear. And, but there was a lot of nightmares that I experienced, you know, when I came back, you know, from that trip or whatever. And I literally had to, you know, pray and, you know, uh, call things out of my house. And some, some people may think this is crazy, but when sometimes I would be in my room and I could literally feel someone looking at me, like, you know, whenever you can feel a presence in the room, it was literally like I could feel somebody like right here on my face when I was asleep. So I literally had, I would, was sleeping with the light on, you know, just in fear or whatever, seeing, you know, dark presences moving around the room and all this kind of stuff. And even when I was there, I saw a lot of stuff, you know, I was, I was sick and I was up and I would see a lot of stuff in the place where we stayed. And so, you know, eventually I had to just take authority over it, you know, or whatever, but just, you know, but it's, it's real is what I'm trying to say, just kind of piggybacking off of, you know, April's experience, you know, and sometimes it's just as simple as fear as the enemy trying to instill fear in you, that becomes an open door right, for right. More things to begin to happen. So, but sweet, did you no, have anything? You yeah. Yeah. I w- well, I, I wanted to hit on that where you were talking about, um, we were talking about this earlier because Holly and I were watching Poltergeist and uh, <laughs> oh, Lord, <we're> not crazy <laughs> and for, I didn't it's know it was three now. of them. Special but, effects is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's that eighties special effects. But we were watching Poltergeist and she brought out a good point because sometimes, um, you know, to the point that I was making about and the point that April was making about sometimes we know we see it. It's just not overt yeah. and we don't call it what it is. So yeah. 2020, clearly this baby is possessed, but we're not mm-hmm. calling it possession. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Holly made a point about in Poltergeist, uh, in one of the, uh, in two, part two of the movie, the the spirit tried to enter in and the father wouldn't, or that yeah. demonic presence tried to enter into the home and the yeah. father wouldn't grant it access. But the father mm-hmm. was so stressed out because of work. He wasn't working. Mm. They're being terrorized by these demons in the house. 
Yeah. He was he reverted to drinking. And mm-hmm. he drunk some tequila. And for you guys who don't know or may not know, sometimes tequila has a worm in it. And he yeah. drunk the worm, and that was the entryway. And mm-hmm. uh, Holly was bringing back to our remembrance because it's been so long since I saw the movie about how it started out with subtle things that the dad was doing that was yeah. out of character, and then eventually he per- he began to personify this mm-hmm. thing that he had consumed. And I think yeah. a lot of times when we're when we're talking about oppression and possession sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the personification of the spirit you know we talk about the spirit of jezebel a lot of times people have especially in church sometimes they've always categorized that to be something that's attached to woman and to Mm -hmm. a woman but the spirit of jezebel wasn't so much about her sexuality but it was more control, so about yeah. the control and the manipulation mm-hmm. that she used in yeah. any, any man or woman. Yeah. There are pastors right now. There are leaders mm-hmm. that are operating out of the spirit of Jezebel, out of control and manipulation. And so yeah. I think it's very important that we bring that out. Sometimes it's the personification of the mm-hmm. spirit that denotes yeah. that there's some oppression or um uh, possession taking place not always the the outward uh mm-hmm. movie theatrics that go along yeah. with that and so that's not it too. always exorcists yeah, but yeah that's support exorcist, yeah but then there, <laughs> sometimes it's the other thing it's, it's so true it's the people in the church that are so divisive yes and, and come with the spirit of division mm-hmm. to bring chaos and disorder and confusion yeah. because the scripture tells us that God is not an author of confusion. So mm-hmm. when you're in environments where there's so much confusion, there's no order, there's probably yeah. something else at work. Absolutely. Yeah. You just Go triggered ahead, me. Trigger, she triggered something when y'all were talking about the talking about poltergeist and the drinking and the worm. I, I think that I know you're trying to get to that sister's testimony, but I, oh, it, no made, it, it made me uh, think of, because she brought up drug use and stuff and her stuff too. But yeah. I, I, again, one of the things that in America that we do deal with some strong demons, but we don't call it what it is. Alcoholism mm-hmm. and drug use. Huh? Uh, America got that on no. lot, boy, as far as a uh, demonic Come on. Uh, possession, because think Shade about too. it. Think about mm-hmm. it. You don't even I call and I know this might make people upset because we love our alcohol and it's legal in this country. Yeah. But <laughs> but but mm. we know about drunkenness and being drunk mm-hmm. and, and and liquors, not not wine, there's liquors and white drinks and brown drinks. And mm-hmm. what they call you ever you see the signs of the liquor store it says wine and spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Do does. anybody ever think about Come why on, they call why, why would they call the drug <laughs> spirits? There yep. is a direct spiritual connection, mm. as the woman in the testimony said, and as what we know, but we don't call it that, to drug use and alcohol. Yeah. No, yeah. See nobody get drunk. And they were like, y'all, I got drunk as a kite and I went and I evangelized. I witnessed a few folks. <laughs> I, went out, I, I fed the homeless man. I, I got high. And I just went out there and just started reading. I read my Bible from cover to cover, you know, getting high. Mm. No. People who get high, people who are drunk, beat their wives, uh, rape, kill, steal, steal from you, pick themselves mm-hmm. to death, uh, do the most weird and evil manifestations. Yep. That is 
demonic. That is mm-hmm. the entry. Because a lot of times, yeah, think about how we allow this stuff to come in. Yeah. The liquors and strong drink ain't never made nobody be a better person. <laughs> never. Mm, come on, it's true. Never. Um, and, and again, wine and spirits. So it's just like open, we need to open our eyes. It's not, it's not, we can get into the deeper things because we're all in the church, but sometimes yeah. you ain't got to know. No, it ain't that you really yeah. about this. That's not normal. That's not natural. Mm-hmm. And for someone to say there is no devil, can you please explain to me then what do you think? Because that ain't natural for me to grow up and do some of the evil that that may manifest in a person who was on drugs or on alcohol. So please tell me if there is no devil, what do you think that is coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Come on. Like what, what? Yeah, no, I'm no, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's what you were saying. What are you personifying? Holly was telling me about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was something she saw on TV. It was based off something real. Or if it was, I forget. You probably can tell the story more about the okay. family, the, the the boyfriend and girlfriend that were so hot on drugs that they went and murdered their family members. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, uh, yeah, a case or whatever that uh, happened to where, um, well, initially they th- there was thought that they may have had schizophrenia, but they went to the house to um, get money and the father wouldn't give it to him. And he murdered his mother and father. And, and it, yeah, yeah, it's, that totally supports your point, April. Yeah, no one in their right mind mm-hmm. would commit these type of atrocities. So when yeah. things like this are happening, we have to recognize there's something else influencing that. Yeah, yeah. and even even if the the gateway is the drug, once you're under the influence, mm-hmm. yeah. driving while under the influence. What are you under the influence of? Mm-hmm. That part. Come on. It is so true. And then when you think about, you know, the school shootings, that ain't in your, I don't care how bad you've been treated. Some some people have been treated like uh, to come into a school and shoot up the school and shoot up, you know, uh, it, it's it's demonic. It's right. gonna, and we don't see that initially. We are, we, yeah. You go Dylan Roof. You go into that's demonic. Demonic. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just believe that it exists, but sometimes it's a demonic component to that thing as well. And there's a there is a I, I, you know even in I remember taking early sight um, in college and and how even the early psychologists were talking about. There being that, you know, they they viewed great voices in their head, you know, yeah, and, and you're trying to crazy. block out what you're hearing as mm. well as trying to maintain your own thought process. Yeah. But you yeah. can't maintain your thought process because you're so in engulfed in what's going on with them, them, mm. whoever these voices are, you know, or the voices are talking to you. Who are those voices? We got to start recognizing. Mm, come on. You know what those what those voices are, because some of the bad things about psychosis is, you know, we ask those questions. I've asked those questions. Are the mm. voices telling you to do anything? Mm. Because, you know, because then I have to be concerned. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, are, the, are the voices, you know, if there are children or other adults there, are the voices 
giving you any type of directives. Yeah. Because last today we were talking about that, um, like a continuing education that I have to do. You know, when it's like it's happening, but you can't mm. be like, no, you're not hearing those voices. Those voices mm-hmm. are telling you. Okay, so if you're hearing things, what are they saying? Let's just talk that through. <laughs> you know, wow. it's real. And we don't we don't want to call it that, but let's call space space. Yeah, I don't know why yeah, I, I got I, so I, secular, or like you were talking about, the, the secularization. That's it. Yeah. I was so making I think that, you know, that there's that I think there is there's a stigma, of course, on being demon possessed or having a demonic uh, component. But then I think what people need to realize is that is not an indictment on you. Mm -hmm. This is this is spiritual. This is spiritual. And these spirits don't play fair. They don't care about so it's it's like it's not it's not an indictment on you as a person. And I Mm -hmm. think that is what has put the line in the sand as far as not wanting to call it, you know, what call it, it that component what it is. That is so good, Holly. That mm. is such a good point because it just reminds me of the conversation that we had last week with Shamika and it's still mm. tying into the mental health because yes. that same indictment about being able to say I'm demon possessed or I was possessed with demons is the yeah. same indictment for people who have mental health diagnosis. There so is a true. stigma. The whole purpose of mental health awareness was to uh, discount the stigma attached to mm. mental health. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. when we, when we can, uh, detach these stigmas, then maybe mm. people will be more open about what their struggles are. If yes. they are hearing voices, or if they mm-hmm. are experiencing anxiety, if they are experiencing low, low lows, because the joy of the Lord is strength. Yes. And so when you're when you're in the quote unquote, you know, joy and peel sunken place, you can't mm-hmm. function when you're That's so, so low. And, it, and yeah. it, it prevents you from moving forward. It prevents you from your purpose. It prevents you from your calling. Yes. If you can't get out the low place, the dark it's place. So true. And so I mm. think that, you know, uh, in churches and things like we do have to have these conversations where it's not uh, a negative uh, affront to the individual. If they yeah. have experienced something that has entered in without, you know, unaware yeah. because mm. the point still to be made for Miss Weaver is she was born again, saved, following the Lord, did all the right things. Worship. Yeah. And that's what she said. Mm-hmm. I don't have any spirits. I'm the worship. Yeah. But okay, mm-hmm. pray for me. And there yeah. were these things that had not come out. And so, you know, when we don't treat it as, uh, regular scheduled maintenance for the believer yeah. then we, we leave we leave room for pride to come in yes. you know and all those things because we all need deliverance the word says deliverance is the children's bread come on <laughs> somebody is you right right is you right so it's it's something that is you know for lack of a better word, it, natural in a sense, because we all do need deliverance. We all have gone through things. We all have a past mm-hmm. and we all ha- need to be delivered in some form or another from that past, whether it's overt, like what, you know, Miss Weaver experienced or where it, wh- or whether it's like more of a process to where we working it out, you know, as we walk out our salvation, deliverance is necessary. Yeah. And I would even say, Holly, <laughs> We got a past, and some of us have a very real present. 
Yeah. Some, okay. you know, well, still this is true. trauma. Some of the that stuff right. that's going on right now, this year in 2020, some Ugh. of this year has brought up past triggers for people. And then yeah. some people have started to experience new things. Some people mm-hmm. who weren't dealing with anxiety and depression are now beginning to deal with anxiety yeah. and depression. Yeah. And it wasn't something that was in the past. It's the mm. circumstances and those outside yeah. influences. Like April was talking about how the enemy attacked her in her in her time of rest with nightmares. Yes. But then she spent a, a, a majority or a, a, a portion of her life dealing with fear and timidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and that's the that's the thing, and 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 what could be at the root of that, like you said, with that fear, and I, I mean the depression and anxiety is that fear, is the fear that is rampant in the atmosphere that we talked about on the last episode of the mental health, because of that fear, it has produced anxiety and depression right, you know right. so it's that spiritual component right. as well as having to work out those practical uh steps so mm-hmm. oof, my lord yeah. mm. but speaking of jenny weaver she talked about you know how she had been given a platform you know to and she was leading worship and had no idea you know, she was still, you know, had those spirits uh, within her. What do you guys think about that when it comes to um, what should what, what should be the process that that churches take whenever they have? Well, first of all, do you feel like churches are aware enough to recognize when they have somebody in position? Well, I guess you can't really speak to that. Let me see. I'm trying to figure out how to ask the question. <laughs> do you feel overall that there is an awareness like when it comes to putting people in position and you know making sure they've worked out certain things before getting up to lead others or do you feel as though people oh, should have look at this Oh, okay, go ahead. You, no, maybe you I'm know what I'm April. saying. I'm on April to answer first. Go, go ahead, because y'all know what I'm trying yeah, to say. I don't know how to get it out. <laughs> go ahead. My, my comment is so sarcastic oh. in nature. I'm going to let the pastor oh. speak. No, okay, no, go. you need to go, because I think we're thinking the same thing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go. You go. Uh, I'm going to say this, and this is no slight to anybody. I'm a part of the church. I love the church, and I am not perfect at all, but I feel like no, no, half of us don't <laughs> notice anything. We're so happy to have somebody Nothing. in a position to do something Nothing. in the church. We just set you up there. We already can openly see the stuff you ain't delivered from, but we like the Lord will work it out as you work. Go on up and there, we're going to put you up there. We prop you up. We build you up. You can still yep. fornicate. You can still be doing all Ooh, kinds of stuff. Especially the musicians. You can't. Listen. Some of them don't. Some yeah. of them do, though. Listen, I can tell some some of the lack of deliverance from uh from uh lust by the way that the worship leader is even dressed. You can't even you can't even wear the right garments. I know you got something yeah, going on in front of all the people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really think that we so busy trying to have people up in positions because we need this and we have this that I think that sometimes pastors and mm-hmm. who set people in positions look a blind eye to all the lack of deliverance needed. And mm. that's an old school 
Pentecostal holiness move. And I mean old school because now the holiness and Pentecostals don't even pay attention to it. But old, wow. school, old school Pentecostal <laughs> holiness move that if you are not delivered, you can't do nothing, do nothing. in the church but be, go to the altar. Ooh, <laughs> and sit on the front go, row. Go to the altar until you write. <laughs> then you can serve. Anyway, okay. Go ahead, sweet, and I got to piggyback off of that. Well, April should end her statement where I digress. <laughs> I agree. I was sitting here thinking, them jokers don't know because church is now, and I'm with April. I love the church. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the church. I'm a part of the church. I defend the church. I stand for the church. So this isn't a bash to church moment, but it is a call mm-hmm. and save phase moment. And I think a majority of church as we know it in this in this time and age and disposition, whatever you want to call it, church is business. Mm. So sometimes I think it's less about whether or not you got spirits and you need to be delivered, but more so about the qualities and the talents and the gifts that you have. Can you mm-hmm. can you can you meet this need? It's it's a yeah. budget that we got. So Yes, Mr. Musician, or yes, Mr. Youth Pastor, or yes, Mr. Whoever, or yes, Miss Whoever. Because, you know, it's not even mm-hmm. about whether or not the, the inside is right. Mm-hmm. It's about what you said already or what April said about the appearance yeah. of, of holiness and godliness. And so, you know, we don't, we don't do any deep dives, you know, applying for mm. a church or, or, or having a position in a church is like going to a job and Jesus. presenting your good resume. And Ooh. I've served at this church for such and such time. And I went to this ministry school mm. and I have this accolade and, oh yeah, by the way, I'm completely possessed, possessed with the spirit of lust and, and, and whatever else, but that part you don't know. Learn to be vulnerable. Um, and, you know, just to give grace to the pastors, I don't even know what the solution is for necessarily for mm. how to move through that. I'm a big That's proponent. What I was ask next, I'm yeah. a big proponent <laughs> for community. And yeah. so I think when you're in community with people and when you're close with people, the friction of even just being close, stuff will start to come out. Because if I'm yeah. dealing with something or if there's something going on deeper within me, at some point in time, it's going to show itself. It's going to sure. manifest. You can only cover up who you really are for so long mm-hmm. before the facade has to come down. Yeah. Um, but I think what happens is by the time we get to the facade coming down, you've already been serving for a year. You've already so been true. serving for two years. So mm. it's the subtleties of what we see through that two-year tenure that we realize, I think sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so may be dealing with yeah and, and, I, mm-hmm. and i don't think we always create a culture where it's okay to say yeah. i'm dealing with x that's so true and i'm gonna tell you something by the time they serve that year or two their demons have uh exercised their liberties with others yep. um and traumatized you know, I don't know what other way to put it. I mean, really, yeah. and I think, um, like uh, Sweet said, I don't think there's any easy answer. I'm not trying to be puffed up either or extra harsh mm-hmm. on the leaders, but I think it the the 
she is right. It's like running this nowadays, like running a business and this over eagerness to just get people in positions where if mm. you sit with the person and say, OK, this is something you want. You have this gift and talent. Let me sit with you for a moment. We will do that. Yeah. We won't prop you up in the highest uh, pinnacle yet uh, because I don't even mm. know you yet. You know, yeah. um, and, oh. and, and, um, and the thing is, when you see it, say something. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens see is people say something. Yes, yeah, see something, say something. <laughs> and because by the so when you do see it, people see it and they say, "Well, dag, but I can't lose so and so." Because yeah. if, if I say something about this, then they may not mm. want to serve. And then what am I going to do? It is a whole wrong motive. Wow. Instead of saying, "I see this, and you will destroy yourself." your family and the other members of this church. And I can't allow that. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we going to do something else. Yeah. Well, what, how do you respond to those who may feel like deliverance is forever? Like, and what I mean by that is that deliverance being a daily walk. And so just because a person has not completely come out of whatever they're in, but they're actively working towards that, does that mean they shouldn't serve? Look. <laughs> she don't fell out. Let me exercise grace because it's what you already said. We're not trying mm-hmm. to be pumped up. We're not. Yeah. And we're not coming across, and I'm speaking for all of us, we're not coming across as though there is no sin in our lives, that there are no mm-hmm. things that we aren't daily walking out our own soul salvation in. But there does mm-hmm. come a point in time when we're talking about deliverance and being delivered where there should be a turning. It's not a 360 mm-hmm. turn. It's a 180 turn. You were going this mm-hmm. way, you made a U-turn, you're going a whole other direction. At some point in time, you have to be delivered if you're going to say that you're delivered. There has yeah. to be a representation of a turning. Mm-hmm. And if there's no turning, then we need to sit down and work through what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Or see if that's even what you really want to do. Because some people want to keep their demons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, and, and you do, you hear a lot of, of talk in the church, you know, we kind of label it, it was my just my struggle. That's, you know, that's the, the catchphrase as far as struggle, struggle. But I do feel like that there are those individuals who may be dealing with some stuff that may take them some time to come out of. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out how to navigate. How do you how would you even navigate that type of a situation to where I've, God is is using them because, you know, he uses all. And regardless, he used David. He was a murderer. How about I mean, I'm just bringing out the other no, parts. No, no, I think people, that's good. I he used uh, Moses. Moses killed somebody. Used him. Used think, Abraham. He was a liar. Well, he was a big liar. To that. I, <laughs> I think what I would say to that is to, to, to add to my whole speech I just gave about deliverance and there being attorney, because my pastor mm-hmm. says something that he was like, if you're still in the struggle, it means you have not been overtaken because you're mm-hmm. still fighting. I think yeah. when you're talking about struggles, I think this is where discipleship becomes a very, very big component because Mm -hmm. who's helping you walk through those struggles and who's Mm -hmm. discipling you through that struggle. And then I think as the leader or whoever's doing the discipling or whatever that looks like, how is this struggle, if not 
um, taking care, I don't, for lack of a better word, if this struggle isn't handled properly, mm-hmm. how will it impact those that you may be leading? Mm-hmm. Because well, if, if you're true. gifted to do, I'm, I'm just throwing this out and this is like far extreme. So I'm not saying this is happening, but this is like worst, worst case scenario. You mm-hmm. are gifted to be a youth minister, male or female. Mm-hmm. That is the anointing on your life. You don't went through the classes. It's your purpose. It's your calling, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But you also like kids. That's a struggle. And we're not judging you because that's your struggle. But we yeah. may not be able to allow you to work in that ministry. Mm. Yeah, we not. Right. That, not. Yeah, that's my point. Because <laughs> yeah. what you're struggling with has potential, if not reined in and, and dealt mm. with to, to lead people astray. To lead yeah. people astray, to cause hurt and harm to others. Mm-hmm. So I think when we're talking about the utilization of gifts and talents as we all navigate through our struggle places, I think that's something that definitely needs to be considered. Um, if you're utilizing ministry, um, especially in positions of leadership, how does that uh, convey if your struggle is not dealt with? How does that convey when you when you got a lust demon and you hitting on the worship leaders, mm, but you're married? My Lord. Yeah. So she doesn't. So she doesn't feel comfortable. Being a part mm. of the worship team because you you said something inappropriate, you touched oh her my. inappropriate. It's a you're anointed, you're awesome at what you do. Mm-hmm. You you know you are gifted by the Most High God, but this is a struggle. So do we say yeah. no? You can't be the musician. How do we handle that? Because now your struggle is starting to seep over and seep out. Mm. And this is my thing. I think that sometimes that we um. We upbuild the level or define being used by God in the performance level ministry platform. Oh, that's good. That's mm, real good. Very oh, good. God not still <laughs> use it. You know, you he can use you all day long. He can use you to be a good parent. He can use you to be a good worker. Coming up in here. <laughs> he can he can use you to you do a good job job at your job. You know what I'm saying? And ministry Ooh, these people in Jesus' name. But you <laughs> do not have to be up somewhere where you will yeah. and traumatize another generation or other people. That that mm-hmm. God is not, I really don't think God is as concerned as we are about mm. the, well, can it be, you know, can he, he can't be used to sing. You can sing in the shower all day long. God cares your soul. He says, I wish above all yeah. things that you should prosper. And be prosper your soul. And mm-hmm. as your soul, your soul prosper. So if your soul yeah. is, is diminished and you are demonically possessed, you don't want deliverance or don't know how to get deliverance. Mm-hmm. It is not for us to prop you up in a place where the enemy can just drop you down. And when we bring mm-hmm. up things like David, which is a good point, but see yeah. David for many years, was being <laughs> by a demon possessed boss he had named by the name of Saul had all mm-hmm. kinds of opportunities to murder this man and would have been rightfully mm. so because the man was attempting to murder him. Murder him. He served yeah. that man. He had him in his grasp and did not dishonor him. And many times mm-hmm. God allowed people to come across David's path. To not allow him to sin in that way. If y'all remember the story of David and Abigail, I'm sorry mm-hmm. for y'all, those of y'all that don't have Bible knowledge, read your Bible, but uh, um, 
Read. The point I'm, I'm <laughs> making is that, yes, we do know he murdered Bess, uh, was it Bathsheba's <laughs> wife? I mean, her Bathsheba's oh, no, husband. husband. Well, Bathsheba. he allowed him to go in, in first. Right, in the right, 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 right. So, well, you yeah. know, he made sure he got killed. Okay. Right. He made sure he got killed and committed mm-hmm. adultery. But when, after the prophet came and the light came on in that man's head, like, it was quick. To it repent. was me. Mm-hmm. I'm a murderer. And I, done took, yeah. I got all these wives or whatever I have, and God allowed me to have it. And I still went and mm. killed somebody. He repented, and you ain't never he hear did. about another incident like that again. And people, mm-hmm. people don't realize it's the consequences and repercussions. After he yeah. did that, his family line was in shambles. His so children true. and his children's children see, was yeah. the, the devil went and just rush out through mm, his family. Yeah. So yeah. it ain't like it was without consequence. You know, people always mm. bring up David. Well, David and the baby and his, died. And the baby it's died. So true. And the baby died. There was consequence. It's not just like he was just able to get up there and do his thing and sin and hey, God still. And mm. the Lord didn't allow him to build the temple. God didn't allow mm. him to build the temple. And when Solomon wow. had all the wives, people love to bring up Solomon. Solomon had a lust problem that I don't know what pit of hell that came from. I don't know how he dealt with all the women. <laughs> he got it from his dad. Got it from his dad in times quadruple. But Oof. you know what? When God told God said, I told you, don't do this. Don't marry all these foreign women. They're going to turn your heart away from me. And do you know what the Bible, nobody ever quotes, but the Bible said that he died and his heart was away from God. Mm. People don't think about that part. There was consequence to not making the 180. So one thing I pray from this this episode in dealing with Mm. mental health month, this is the one where since we're not doctors we're not you know mm-hmm. psychologists right we can say don't secularize your mental health yeah do the work with the health, mental health professionals but mm-hmm. please add the spiritual component of the lord who yeah. does deliver yeah. add that come on add prayer yes. add the word of god Add those things. They can only help mm. and add deliverance, you know? It was yes. a scary thing even up to other Christians because yeah. I, I done been in some, at some deliverance ministries. Shout out to my, my girlfriend, <laughs> my God. if she watching. <laughs> I, 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 and, I'm glad you said that. I was going to say something about that. Uh-huh. Go ahead. And, but, and as a sight to oh. behold, everybody ain't trained up that way. Some of that, yes, I was like, oh my, you know, she, she read me prayer rain. I think it was, I was scared to repeat some of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that. What, what now? She's talking about, she's talking about, tell it to die by fire. Tell it to oh. die. And like, you know, it's like, the, it's the prayer rain is a very aggressive, <laughs> uh, African prayers of deliverance, honey. And they just be bossing the African demons blue. around anyway. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. But yeah, but that point of when you were talking about the whole, um, when he uh, committed the sin and how it affected his seed, I was thinking about pigs in a parlor. That was one of the ways they were talk- talking about demons enter is through, you know, that whole family thing. And he was talking about how um, his mother had struggled so much when, with nervousness and he ended up struggling with nervousness uh, later on in his adult life and had to get delivered from that. And then he had several family members that uh, had heart attacks. And so that fear of having a heart attack came on him to the mm-hmm. point that he had one and had to go through deliverance as it relates. You should choose to listen to her testimony. There was some some sacrificial worship and things, you know, through her great grandparents, yeah. things of that nature that just, you know, trickle down. And I think uh, 
I was wanting to make a comment off of what April said about um, deliverance and, you know, her mm-hmm. experience, because I think there's also this misnomer that it's 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 been portrayed as something that maybe it's not. And even though it may be in some sex, it may be portrayed as one way and, mm-hmm. you know, very demonstrative and things of that nature. But I think it's still something that's very vital and yeah. it's something that should be entertained, um, even mm-hmm. as simple as the denouncing. Because mm-hmm. it's like like what I was saying before, every, every deliverance isn't categorized by manifestations of spirits. Right. True. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want listeners to have this mental image of people slithering around like snakes and growling (laughs) you know and what and what we've seen in media to be like uh i hope i don't want to be i hope i don't have none of that in me you know Mm -hmm. it could just be for some the denouncing of things that have come absolutely Um, and and calling those things out and saying you have no place here Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah So, well, and speaking of de- deliverance ministries, do you think that every church should have one? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You should yeah. have deliverance ministry like you got hospitality and greeters at the door. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs to have a portion of their church that knows how to deal with the, the heavy stuff, I say. Exactly. Yeah. It, even if it's not, you know, a whole full-fledged quote unquote team, because I think because we're all a part of the body, the church is a part of the <laughs> body. There are different parts of the body that are that are skilled and that's their area. Right. Some some yeah. ministries, their their deliverance ministry is in their title. Some ministries, mm-hmm. they're prophetic. Some ministries, they're they're gonna teach you on the practicality of the word. Some ministries are heavy in praise and worship. They're all arms and legs and feet and toes and fingers and things of that nature. But I do feel like what April said is true. There needs to be someone in the ministry. That is equipped to handle with th- handle things if they get a little bit intense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I definitely agree with that. You know that that needs to be a part because I do believe that deliverance is both. You do have those uh, that like you see, uh, talking about you know the spirits being more overt, and then it's also a daily walk. It, it looks like discipleship. It looks like. Right. You know, walking through those principles, you know, of the word, somebody actually helping you walk through it and you working out your own soul salvation as well. So I think it has all of those components, you know, so definitely it's it's needed in every church. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think we have, my God, talked about everything (laughs) around uh, (laughs) demons and deliverance, (laughs) but definitely this episode was to, to just to show that, you know, God is still the greatest power. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The greatest power. And for us not to forget that, you know, regardless of what we see in the media, regardless of what we see in this world, he's still in control and Mm -hmm. has the final uh, say. So just definitely was not an episode to give glory to the devil, but to, to expose him and to reveal the power of God. So I hope that, that we did that. And so we're just going to go into our final words and wrap it up. If you guys had any because we've said a lot so yeah. <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> 
what to say. April. <laughs> well, I, I just say that again, I'll just reiterate one small thing that I did say, which is to involve, don't secularize your mental health, you know, totally, you know, uh, add the Lord. There is a spiritual component to these things. And, um, mm-hmm. and even for people that have family members with mental health, don't think that just because you, you know, you're trying to be balanced. Yes. Be balanced. Send them to the doctor, you know, help them take their medications, but you go pray for their peace and for God to be the ruler. Um, and, and if they're hearing voices that they also hear the voice of that, they will obey. Just, just know that there are the devil is a real thing. You know, if if he wasn't, the Bible wouldn't mention him. Um, you know, and I believe the Bible is the word of God, and and so if God says he exists, he exists. Um, but God is a greater power, so that's it. Yeah, uh, April actually took my words, but I was just going to say that you know to piggyback <laughs> off of what I started off with. My first comments are were, which is. Angels are real. God is real. Lucifer is real. And demons are real. And I think that um, as believers that we all are, uh, we do our listeners a disservice by not acknowledging, um, not by any means to bring glory, but like all things that we're doing to reveal truth. Yes, and um, the truth is there is an adversary. Mm-hmm. There is someone who has been assigned to uh, prevent, mm-hmm. to overthrow, to deter um, the plans and the purpose that God has placed on not only our lives, but your lives. Yeah. You do have a real enemy. Um, but the hope that we all have is that our God is greater. Absolutely. And, and we know that he has the final say. Be, be aware um, you know, be sober and be vigilant because that's what the scripture says. He is roaring. He is, he's seeking who he can devour. Mm-hmm. So we just want to bring attention that it's real. He's yeah. real, but we, you know, greater mm-hmm. is he that's within us. Absolutely. So be, be encouraged by that, that you have the, um, the power of yes. the Holy Spirit who we partner with daily, um, working on the inside of us. Yes, absolutely. And I just piggyback off everything that they said. And just to reiterate that, you know, um, the enemy is real, but so is God and he is the greater power and that deliverance is available to all is necessary yes. for all. We all need it. Let's yes. take the stigma off of it, whether it's yes. or whether it's subtle. We yes. need deliverance, uh, you know, and we need to also, in the same token, do our part when it comes to making good choices with the aid. You may reap those on track, you know, uh, with God and following His purpose and His plan and His word, you know, is the best thing that we can do for ourselves in order to live a life free from the influence of the enemy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would encourage you to, you know, and going back to the mental health piece you know, take the stigma off of that as well. Do your Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Do your work. Do your, work. Yeah. Do do your, your spiritual work. work and do your natural do work. Do your natural work. Amen. <laughs> and I'm yeah. going to end it on that. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Truth Revealed Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Do not forget to like, to subscribe, to share, share, share. And until next time, bye. Okay, so as you can, you saw what we were talking about, right? Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> we're, we're going to go one by one and kind of go through 
you know, the things that, you know, were missing from the parts that we talked about. So I believe it, it was around minute nine, I began to talk about, you know, giving the devil too much credit because we were talking about the reason why people no longer uh, believe that the devil exists. And what I was trying to convey was the fact that because there have been an overemphasis, you know, there, there have even been, you know, murderers who have claimed, you know, the devil made me do it, or I heard voices and stuff like that. So because so much of that has happened over time, and it's been an over uh, emphasis on the devil, uh, a lot of people have started to think, okay, that's far-fetched, and they have just completely stumped out his existence because it's like, you know, you control what you do, which you do. You do have a choice in the matter of what you do, but there is an influence behind the scenes. So that's what I was trying to convey uh, there. And then going on to, I believe it was around... uh minute 27, where I was talking about the pigs in a parlor, and I kind of started out talking about um, Ephesians chapter 6, where it talks about, you know, that there be, you know, pa- uh, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers of darkness, um, that there are, y'all help me out, what's the rest of it in uh, Ephesians? Well, spiritual, um, well, we yeah. wrestle not yes. against. Wrestle not against. Yeah, there we go. Um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but uh, principalities, uh, the rulers of darkness, darkness. spiritual weakness, and, and high places. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of going down, and that's what the Pigs in the Parlor does, is it kind of um, shows the ranking order. And then I went into talking about Daniel chapter 10, you know, where he was praying and the Prince of Persia, and mm-hmm. that was a demon prince, and just showing mm-hmm. that, you know, demons are organized, they have rank. And, yes. and, you know, they've been given directives on, you know, what to do in particular areas and cities and nations. You know, you ever wonder why you go to a certain city and it's known for a certain thing? Chicago, mm-hmm. all the all of the shootings that are going on there. Principality. <laughs> you, know, the, yeah. it's, you know, it's, you know, you know, New Orleans, you know, you got uh, a, witch, a lot of witchcraft that goes on uh, over mm-hmm. there principality. So though that's those are the things that I was trying to convey by showing the different uh rankings in that particular minute. And let's see. Then in minute uh 43 I began talking about I believe April uh initially talked about the sentiment as it relates to uh how we label um, our uh, d- demonic stuff is is something else as uh, mental health. And then so I kind of went into talking about, you know, how school shootings, you know, that's not, you know, normal, that's demonic. And, and then I went into talking about dealing roof and how he went in and literally sat in the church had service with them, you know, knew he was going to kill them and then took their lives. That is demonic. And then the police came and took him to Burger King. Okay. <laughs> um, but that's another She digresses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was and that was demonic. <laughs> okay. Uh let me see. Where else did I? I think that might have been all that I had, I believe. Okay. okay. Yeah. So um part of what was cut off for me, um, there are a couple of things that um you brought you guys probably heard were missing. One of the things that I think I was speaking about was um, just going into areas. I think I initially was talking about movies and how 
the movie industry has made a lot of money off uh, demons and diabolical things and ghost stories and haunted houses and, and things of that nature. And the point that I think I was trying to make was um, pertaining to the testimony of Miss Weaver, who talks about watching a movie such as The Crab and, and having already experienced some insecurities and things within herself and gravitating to this movie, which in turn led to gravitating towards witchcraft and how a lot of times when these things are being done um, from an entertainment standpoint, it, it looks as though it's big business. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, there is a, a ramification at is taking place spiritually that they may have no knowledge of or no clue of because they don't have a full understanding of what they're actually introducing on a, on a mass level. Mm-hmm. I think one of the other things that I was speaking about is how um, we can go into places, we can go into homes, we can experience things and how uh, spirits can be attached to in animate things and you know ghost stories and haunted houses and things of that nature those things are cute but in nature what we're dealing with is a spirit Mm -hmm. um a familiar spirit something that has really at the end of the day desires to torment you um and so just being cognizant of those things that it's not it's not something superficial it's not just casper the friendly ghost um Mm -hmm. there is an assignment um, if that assignment is nothing but to, to disrupt your peace and sleep, that's an assignment. Mm-hmm. I think one of the other things that I was mentioning, and I'm just referring to my notes that possibly was um, omitted, was in dealing with uh, demon possession and demon oppression as it pertains to the church. We as the church and we as believers have to really position ourselves to be vulnerable to say this is something that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. Because I think what's happened within the body outside of the fact that these things aren't really taught um, heavily and aren't really expounded upon. So there's one, a lack of full knowledge of what it means to be possessed or oppressed. Um, Two, there's a stigma attached to it, just like mental health. So you have people who are dealing with anxiety, they're dealing with depression, they're dealing with bipolar, they're dealing with schizophrenia. And and this kind of ties into our mental health segment because we kind of dropped this episode in the middle, Mm -hmm. but they're dealing with these things And part of the first step of getting help with anything, whether it's mental health, physical health, or spiritual health, is being able to say, here's what I'm dealing with. But in order before you can even, before you can even say, here's what I'm dealing with, there has to be a level of vulnerability that says, I'm going to be vulnerable with X and say, Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with this. And so I think what's happened within the body is that we haven't necessarily cultivated that uh, community and that safety of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. because when we think about possession and oppression, we, we sometimes have those uh, silver screen examples. And then we even look at our biblical examples where the man uh, talks about the man being possessed with legion and, and the things that he was doing to harm himself. Um, And so you have this negative framework. And I think there's a shame attached to saying, I'm dealing with this and Mm -hmm. it may be a Jezebel spirit. And, you know, 
And that may be, that may look like control and manipulation, but nobody wants to call it what it is. Um, And so I think we have to be vulnerable when we recognize things, when people are super divisive, when, when there's confusion uh, running amok in your family, in your, in your church ministry, in your life, on your job. Sometimes you have to look at it and say, is there a spiritual component that I'm completely missing? Yeah. And is this person really at, at, at the end of it all, the root of it all, there's something governing them. It's, it's another spirit that's um, manifesting. So I think that's something that we definitely have to pay attention to, because even from the standpoint of mental health and, and spiritual um possession and things of that nature in those early days i think they were married somewhere mm-hmm. along the lines they became yeah. separated um and i think you know i may be repeating myself a little bit but i know one of the things that we were bringing out is or that we want to bring out is just because we're just because a person may be experiencing mental health doesn't necessarily mean that there's something spiritual mm-hmm. but it also doesn't mean that it's not because yeah. when you when you look at things like the Dylan Roos and mm-hmm. the atrocities that have taken place, even from the people who have pled insanity, we have to at the base level say anyone in their right mind mm-hmm. would not do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. So even from a mental health standpoint, there we still have to acknowledge that there could have been literally something else at work. And what we endeavor to do on this episode is to identify what the something, something else is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's the enemy. It's our adversary yeah. um, who's seeking to destroy, who's, who's like a roaring lion seeking to devour, um, seeking to, seeking to steal, kill and destroy by any means necessary. And so if it has to come through mental health, then, then that's the avenue that it will utilize. So mm-hmm. um, we just wanted, you know, just wanted to kind of reiterate things that may have been um, omitted in the uh, cowardly attempt. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's right, cowardly attempt. Right. Like I said, the devil always overplays his hand because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, he can't out strategize God. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, um, my my I think my only place was during our closing, um, our final thoughts. Um, the point that I was making was uh, pertaining to the mental health aspect and the uh, secularization of it um, and just not being afraid to do both, uh, particularly for, for family members of those who have mental health issues um, that are maybe really extreme, you know, um, to, yes, get them the help they need. Yes, uh, help them with their medication if they are on meds, make sure they get their appointments, help them do the work. But don't forget to pray. Yeah. Don't forget to don't forget to pray over your family member and, yeah. and, and ask the Lord in t- in to help with the situation because it is a twofold problem. It's mm-hmm. a twofold problem. Yeah. Um, like Sweet had said, um, it's not necessarily always either or it can be both. Um, yeah. There is a spiritual component behind all of all of this, really, honestly. All mm-hmm. of it. All yeah. of it. 
Um, so, so definitely pray for your family members. If they are uh, dealing with schizophrenia and hearing voices, um, pray that they also hear the voice of God and know yeah. the difference and listen yeah. to that voice. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't forget to add the spiritual component. Don't just chuck it up to what well, they just crazy. No, there, there is an enemy who has characteristics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we'd already said, to steal, kill, and destroy. And that means steal the mind, mm-hmm. steal your steal your peace, destroy your yeah. Ability, yeah. function. Yeah. Um, so just pray. Let, you know, uh, some of y'all know about laying on the hands. And I told the story about my mother when I had the nightmares really bad, and she anointed my head with oil before bed. Just just be led and and, and do the spiritual work as well as the physical work. I think that was my my sentiment on that part. And that was all I had. And I oh, I would just like to add too, if someone's listening and you know, we covered we we really didn't scratch the surface yeah. of, of this topic. But if someone's listening and you um you have questions, and I don't think we've ever done this, but I do feel encouraged to say we do have a Facebook page, um, which is the Truth Reveal um podcast, um, just like the title, Truth Reveal mm-hmm. Podcast. The logo is the same, so that that can be an identifier where if you have even more questions, we would definitely be open to, um, you know, just instant message us or, you know, DM us and we uh, check that part that check that message box. And, you know, we'll definitely try to answer your questions to the best of our abilities, um, pray for you, pray with you and and provide you with Mm. resources um, to give you a better understanding and knowledge. And then as Holly already has stated, um, in the show notes, there is going to be that pigs of a pigs, pigs in a parlor book that she'll, you know, tag for you to also use as a reference. And I'm sure if you yeah. tag that, then all other stuff will start coming up too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll also have Jenny Weaver's testimony underneath yeah. um, for you guys to click on to, because she kind of goes into a deep in-depth teaching as well right, as right. on testimony. There's actually two parts to it. So we'll put it uh, in our show notes as well. But yeah, hopefully we have covered everything uh, that was missing. If not, fill in the blanks. You know what we was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You get the picture. Yeah, you get the picture. Yeah, oh, real wow. enemy out here. Oh, for real though. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and for bearing with that video. I mean, <laughs> you know, it had its place, <laughs> its moments. But, you know, overall, I'm pretty sure you were able to hear uh, the yes. most of the conversation. So we tried to fill in the blanks here. So hope you guys have an amazing evening. Thank you for hanging out with us. And bye. Bye. bye.